Hey, my name is Lloyd and welcome to my podcast, Thoughts from a Content Creator. I'm so happy you're here. So much has been happening, so I'm super excited to catch you up for a bit. A lot has been happening in my life. I recently moved to a new state. I spoke at a panel called Afros and Audio, which is a podcast conference for black podcasters. And I started a newsletter called Creator Hub. I'm super excited to tell you a bit about that. But let's dive into the podcast. Um, before we start, I just want to let you know that this podcast is going to be a bit different in the sense that it's a new format. And I appreciate everyone that's been with me on this journey as I explore what I want this podcast to look like. I really appreciate it. In this podcast episode, I'm going to go over a few things that I think you should know about, especially as a creator. I'm going to talk you through my favorite three stories and things that have happened just over the last week specific to the creator economy. So let's dive in. So YouTube will soon allow people to shop live in the platform, which is great because that whole like link in bio thing, it's so annoying. I hate it so much. So this is really exciting. According to social media today, by the end of the year, members of YouTube's, YouTube's partner program in the United States, UK, Brazil, and India, with at least 20,000 subscribers, will be able to tag their videos, shorts, and live streams with shoppable links. Now, here's what I think this means. They haven't released that much information about it just yet, but we already know that live shopping has been a thing, especially in countries like China. It's a huge thing. I think almost like 60 to 80% of like the transactions sold on YouTube or on social platforms are live selling. And what this essentially means is people go live just like you can go live on Instagram or Facebook, and they try and sell you stuff during that live. This is great for people that may be selling clothes or items that come out on a specific day. I mean, just imagine if Telfar, for instance, instance had like a live event and they were releasing a bag on that specific day you would have the ability to essentially have people come in and at a certain time open it up and people would be able to purchase in that video without ever leaving that screen which would be amazing versus what you have to do right now on youtube which is get a, a bitly link get your product link put it in the bio hope that people click that link go to amazon or your website and then purchase from there. So this just makes it significantly easier to buy stuff, especially on a platform like YouTube where people are already endorsing stuff. So I think this is going to be a great move overall. The two biggest reasons I think this is like a pro and a perk. The first is live streams. Like I just said, I think if you're trying to sell someone something and you're adding a time limit to it, for instance, if I say I'm on Instagram live for an hour and you only can buy this specific product live right now on YouTube over the next hour, that obviously is going to drive up sales for people that sell things live on the platform. The second reason I think this will be a pro and a perk is it just makes it easier and a little more seamless, which ultimately I think will increase sales. If you look at a platform like Instagram, for instance, it's become significantly easier to buy things on Instagram. They even have a feature that allows someone to take a picture of, let's just say, a t-shirt and make that specific image shoppable. So you could literally just click on that image and it'll allow you to check out um, via Instagram. And even if your credit card is saved on Instagram, this becomes an even easier transaction um, because they do allow things like one-click checkouts, which, you know, obviously 
easier, shopping will obviously drive up sales. So overall, I'm really excited about this. I think this is really cool. I think YouTube is heading in the right direction. I think the fact that there's so much competition from platforms like Instagram and TikTok um, is only going to make the landscape more competitive. And so I think we're going to see some exciting new features from some of these platforms over the next few months. I just want to share two more things about this specific platform um, and what I hope happens. I think for creators, it's really cool that this will be one more revenue stream. Um, as creators, we're constantly trying to think about how we can make money, right? We're creating content in hopes that we can create an audience in hopes that we can eventually monetize that. And so a lot of the successful creators that I talk to have multiple streams of income. They obviously get paid on platforms like YouTube and TikTok and Instagram payouts. And then they may also have a membership of some sorts. Then they also may have merch. This will just allow us to have one more revenue stream that will help us be able to monetize our content. Um, the last thing I have, the only criticism I have of this new YouTube feature is the fact that when they first, when they initially will launch um, at the end of this year or beginning of next year, you'll need 20,000 subscribers to be able to participate, which obviously is gonna eliminate a lot of people. Um, and so I hope that this is just something that YouTube is doing at the very beginning, just as they release it. But I hope ultimately that they open it up to everybody because a subscriber with 20,000 needs to make money just as much as a, uh, a YouTuber with 1,000 subscribers. All right. So the second thing I want to talk about in this podcast episode is the fact that I've been seeing a lot more creators on LinkedIn. And I don't know if it's just like the corporate side of me, but it's very weird. I'm still like adjusting to it. Um, historically, I feel like the way that I've used LinkedIn has been to like look up jobs, connect with people that I work with, connect with people that I have worked with. Um, and the reason I'm keeping in touch with them is so that when I need a job in the future, I have these relationships. Needless to say, my entire purpose for LinkedIn is job, right? And so now when I get on LinkedIn and I see people that I know on TikTok or Instagram or from like the, my creator world friends, it's weird because it kind of seems like these two worlds are colliding together, but it's been really effective and I've been talking to other people too, and they seem to really be enjoying LinkedIn for what it's slowly turning into. This sort of like hub for creators, this sort of space where not only we could talk about like our day jobs and the work that we're doing, but we can also build relationships with other people in the creator economy. And I think the reason that this is a little easier is because LinkedIn gives you the ability to search for people a little more... Um, uh, direct than maybe some of the other platforms. So for instance, on Instagram, I can only search for you based on your name, but it is nice to know that I can go to LinkedIn, say, hey, I live in this city and this state. Show me all of the people that are on TikTok. Show me all of the people that are producers. And so I think it becomes a little easier to find the people that you're hoping to connect with. I mean, think about like creators that are hoping to connect with brands to work with them. You could just literally Google influencer manager at whatever company you're looking for. And so because of this, I think we'll start to see more creators on LinkedIn. This space is relatively new to me, but I just want to share three things that I've been doing. And I'd love to know some of the things that you've been doing as well. The first is I think that 
you know, you may have to engage with LinkedIn a little differently than you do some of your other platforms. For instance, one thing I've been trying on LinkedIn is just being a little more transparent and a little more vulnerable. I realize that LinkedIn is filled with people that are execs, CEOs. They have so much more experience and knowledge in certain areas than I do. And so I realize that, you know, being vulnerable or saying some of the things I'm working on, some of the challenges I'm facing creates an opportunity for some of these people that may have more experience in this specific area than me to give me feedback. For instance, last week I posted that I was having a big issue with my newsletter and I told everybody how I started a newsletter and I had roughly 300 subscribers, but my open rate was pretty low. I was hoping that my open rate would be roughly 50%, but my open rate was is has been about 30%. And I just asked people like, hey, can you help me? Can you give me some suggestions on how I can fix this? And I was very shocked by like the type of people that commented. I'm just gonna post above some of like the comments I received just so that you can get an idea of you know what people were saying to help me. If you're listening just to the audio version, you may need to help hop over to YouTube to see some of those comments. But if you're on YouTube, you can see just how supportive people have been. And I love that. Um, And so be open to knowing that, you know, what you post on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook may be different than what you post on LinkedIn and that that's okay. The second thing that's been really cool about LinkedIn is just the organic reach, which Just to be clear, that's like the whole reason we're all on social media, right? We're hoping that we're going to post content on these platforms and these platforms are going to take that content and push it out to people that don't know us. And hopefully a percentage of those people that don't know us are going to say, oh, that's exactly what I need. I'm going to follow this person for more content like this. And so the content, the platforms that could push your content out to as many people as possible, those are the platforms you want to be on. Um, Over the last year, I think the big winner in this category has been TikTok. We've spoken about the fact that discovery and organic reach on platforms like TikTok is unparalleled right now. But I'd like to suggest that LinkedIn might be a close second. Um, Over the last week, for instance, I've posted three times and just based on those three posts, I've got about 5,700 impressions. Impressions uh, are include everything included in impressions are people that have seen that post, people that have liked that post, and people that have commented on that post. Um, and so that's pretty good. I think posting three times and getting about 5,700 impressions, I think is great. And so that's another reason um, LinkedIn might be great for your uh, technology and social suite. The third thing I love about LinkedIn is just that people are actually kind, like they're actually nice. And if you create content online, you know exactly how important this is. Nobody wants to create content on a platform where people aren't kind or people don't give you the opportunity to learn or challenge you or support you. We all wanna be on platforms um, where we feel comfortable, where we feel safe, and LinkedIn has been just that. Um, I've said in the past and I've created videos saying um, that's one of the reasons I love TikTok. I just find that people are really, really supportive. And if you're new to social media and you're creating videos, this may be exactly what you need. So I hope more of you consider posting on LinkedIn. Everyone listening to this podcast slash YouTube probably already has a LinkedIn account. What I want to do is challenge you in hopes that you'll just post more. You already have an account, so it's not like you have to start from scratch. You probably are already connected to people. 
I'd suggest and challenge you to make at least one post over the next seven days. And if you're already posting content on LinkedIn, I'd encourage you to post more. Maybe if you're posting once a week, try doing three a week. And this will give you the ability just to see if it's the platform you want to be on, if you get some organic reach, and just what opportunity opportunities will come out of you posting on LinkedIn. All right, so the third thing I wanna talk about is my experience at a conference called Afros and Audio, which was in Philly. Number one, I've never been to Philly, so I was super excited about this. Number two, it's a podcast conference for black podcasters, and you already know, I love talking about this. So when I saw the opportunity to go to this conference, I was super excited. I was originally planning on attending as just an attendee, but about a month before the conference, I decided I was gonna reach out to the conference owner and just ask, if they needed more speakers. So I hit him up on LinkedIn. I was like, hey, I know there's only a month before the conference, but is there a chance you still need panelists or speakers? I would love to help out. And surprisingly, he says, hey, why don't we hop on a call and talk through it? We're still trying to fill some of our rosters specific to panelists. So we hop on a call and literally a few days after that, he reaches back out and says, hey, we would love for you to be on a panel. Now, when I found this out, I was both really excited to be on a panel and also both equally, no, equally is terrified to be on a panel. So I, I now am in this weird place where I'm incredibly excited to go to Philly for this conference about things that I love, but I'm also anxious, nervous, terrified. Not only have I never done this before, at least on this level, but you know, the people I'm gonna be on a panelist with, they're just extremely established and successful within their own rights. I mean, just to give you some context, um, one of the ladies on the panel, her name is Crystal. She runs the Black Love Podcast Network, which if you've seen all their videos online, all of their content is really dope. Um, the other lady on the panel, her name is TK. She works for an amazing podcast studio and she creates really dope podcasts like on her own with her own company. So just really well established in like the podcast space. And then lastly, the moderator on this panel um, was the conference owner. His name is Talib. And I mean, this guy is mobilizing black podcasts on a national level. So I mean, just like killing it, right? And then there's me. And so I'm sure you could see why I started to feel a little insecure. Um, I started to be just a little scared to go to this conference. Um, I wasn't quite sure where I fit and why I was on this panel. And I'm sure We've all had an experience where we don't know how the heck we ended up here or why someone's talking to us or giving us the time of day. Um, I'm sure we've all experienced what that's like. And so um, long story short, I ended up going to the conference. It was amazing. But I want to share with you just sort of three things that I observed slash learned leading up to this conference in hopes that maybe you can learn from my experience. The first thing is get a wife. Maybe not like literally, but get someone that's going to have your best interest and continue to support you at every opportunity they get. For me, this happened to be my wife. And literally leading up to the conference that whole three weeks, she's like, you know, encouraging me and telling me I can do it. And uh, literally a few hours before the panel, I'm terrified. I'm literally as I walk onto the stage, I'm shaking. Um, and so right before I went on stage, she sent me a text just encouraging me, 
telling me it was gonna be okay. And literally, the moment I saw that text, I instantly felt better. I kind of, my nerves sort of settled. I, next thing I knew, I was on stage and it was amazing. Just like better than I could have even imagined. And so I maybe take for granted just what it's like to have someone that is on your side, that's going on this journey with you. And so I hope that you find that. And this is something that I hope everyone gets to experience at some point. The second thing I wanna point out is just because you may not see your potential, that doesn't mean everybody else isn't gonna see your potential. I mean, I talk about this all the time when people ask me about like work and my job. Um, you know, if you've ever struggled with imposter syndrome, then maybe you've experienced that. But sometimes I'll hear people say they just got a job, but they don't feel qualified for the job. Or maybe they feel like they got the job and they weren't supposed to get the job. They didn't deserve the job. And the first thing I think about is, I really doubt that you as an interviewer were savvy enough to trick this expert recruiter who does this full time. Um, I just think that maybe they see your potential in maybe a way that you don't. And that's okay. And I'm sure the same thing happens in so many other areas of our life. And so just because you may feel nervous or not qualified, when other people give you these opportunities, just like I was given an opportunity to be on stage, we need to embrace those and take those and not try and eliminate or disqualify ourselves. The third thing I want to talk about is confidence is contagious. And so I, I, when I was at this conference, there were people that were experts in their own individual lanes. For instance, um, the lady I was telling you about, TK, who was on the panel with me, before she got on the panel with me, she led her own session talking about the importance of music in our content, whether that be as a podcaster, a TikToker, YouTube. And she talked about the importance of copyright and how you can make sure that you're staying safe and protecting yourself. I mean, she's an expert in just that thing, right? And so as you get around some of these other people that are experts in their lanes and their things, it becomes contagious. And I was at this conference seeing other podcasters that were also black, that were confident in certain areas, that knew more than I did. It was just great to be around that energy. And so as you embark on your creator journey, I just want to encourage you to start developing a community. And that doesn't need to look spooky. It could just maybe be connecting with one person that is maybe where you are um, at a level that you're at um, and starting to build some of those relationships. This is also important if you're an entrepreneur, a TikToker, podcaster, whatever you may be, community is important because confidence is contagious. And so on the days that you may not feel confident, it may be great to get around some of those other people that are confident and killing it in their thing because it is contagious. Hey, thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. I can't believe you just did that. It's people like you that I want to hear from. I want to know what exactly led you to listen to this episode and what type of content would you want to see more of from me? So I want you to text me, just text POD, P-O-D, to the number 404-549-6724. Again, text POD to that number. And I want to know what you loved about this episode so that I can continue to create content that resonates with you. Also, if you haven't already, please subscribe to my newsletter. I really, really, really am enjoying working on this, and this is becoming such an important part of my work, and I want to make sure that you're getting my emails. This is the best place to be if you want to get creator updates, creator news, and learn about the latest creator programs so that you can make money as a creator. To join my newsletter, you'll just want to go to big 
bigcreator.energy. Again, that's bigcreator.energy. And lastly, please, please, please share this episode with someone that wants to become a creator or someone that you think will enjoy it. I'd really appreciate it. Peace.